Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we're going to be in the book of Genesis, chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. The title of this sermon is The Way of Cain. Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. Someone has to shed blood. Without, without it, it has to be uh, uh, perfect without spot or blemish and and it, it, there's an appointed time for this worship because of the sin that they have in their lives the offering the sacrifice that they're making is to cover their sin and this sacrifice was a foreshadowing of the lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world the perfect sacrifice jesus christ with his precious blood on the cross We see in verse 3, And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. So what what we have here is Cain is trying to reinvent worship. Cain Cain is saying that I've come up with my own way to honor and approach God that doesn't have a blood sacrifice. And and it was what he considered to be the best of the offering that he could make. Drawing on his own his own stuff. And so Cain chose to worship God in his own way. This is the problem. Cain chose a bloodless religion, a a, a more sophisticated culture, civilized, less offensive way to make a sacrifice to God. I don't want to do a blood offering. I'm going to do my own thing. And so Cain was choosing to appeal uh, worship to himself. This is what I want to do and how I want to do it. And that's not how God operates. And, and honestly, this is where most false religions start. I don't want to do things your way. I want to do it my way. And this is how I'm going to do it. I read an article today which was very alarming. One of the, uh, the, the LGBTQ community actually has tried, and it's, they, they have infiltrated Christian organizations, meaning Christian universities, to try to rewrite the theology. They're entering into the schools as not being gay or whatever, straight, but whatever they do, the LGBTQIA elemental P thing. And so they, they go in and they, they don't say that on the application. They go in knowing that this, the university has restrictions against that because it goes against what the what the school believes biblically they get in and then they confess that they're they're gay and then they bring in the law the lawyers because they have them on standby ready to go 
Okay, it's very important for y'all to understand, like when we talk about false religions and false gods, I'm telling you right now, there are two things that have become religions that are not, not with gods, but they're religions to these people. Uh, one, the LGBTQ community. It has become a religious experience for them. They treat it like that. And the God that they've created in their mind is not the God of the Bible. They're going to bring a sacrifice that they think is good enough because, look, I'm born this way. This is what I do. We're not talking about an issue here of, hey, that's, that's what you do. We're talking an issue of your, your sin is lust. No different than anybody else. I told you he was going to get me. And then um, you're, you're dealing with the fact that, that, that they, they've allowed this to become a, a religion experience now and they they're not just gone after they've gone after your kids in school they actually allowed i think Teresa was telling me they're actually allowing them to do tinder now and then something happened and they it ended up on tiktok videos were uh, these are kids and china made money off of it it's child pornography but they're they're wooing kids they're wooing kids and the other thing is, is the other false religion is the creation. Uh, I, I mean, we can put a pin in that right now. If they really cared about creation, why aren't they in Palestine, Ohio? Yeah. If they cared about the EPA and they have dead frogs, dead chickens, dead dogs, dead foxes, dead birds, dead fish, and it's in the water and in the ground. Where are the green energy? Where is the people that care about the environment at? It's a false religion. And they're making it into a religion. And so they're trying to, they're trying to bring... You have to understand, when I talk about these things, they're trying to bring both of these type of things into the church. The Pope has actually endorsed some of this stuff. And so we have to be careful with false worship and, and false religions and sacrifices that, that when we look at this, the sacrifice, the only sacrifice we need was Jesus Christ. In Jude chapter 1, verse 11, it says, Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. That's why I entitled this, The Way of Cain. When you choose a false religion, when you choose to follow these things, it's the way of Cain. It's the way of Cain. I think it's in Luke chapter 13 when Jesus has the crowd with him. And they, they fed the 5,000 and they, they, they've healed the sick and they, they've cast out demons. And, and I believe it was one of the disciples who turned and they're like, well, I don't think all these people are here for this, for you. And that's when Jesus goes into the sermon of, hey, there's a wide road and there's a narrow road. And we have to be careful not to be on the wide road. The wide road, they know God, Right? But the narrow road, they know him intimately because he says it's hard to find. You have to, you, know, it's look, you have to look for it. You have to search your heart. Like you have to repent. You have to humble yourself. That, that is, that's all Christ asked from us. And yet we, we pridefully, pridefully want to choose a different path. Cain refused to honor God properly. The way of Cain is defiant. It's disobedience against God. In Psalm chapter 1, verse 4, it says, The wicked are not, not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 14, here's a verse. 
Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy, that leads to destruction, and those who enter it by it are many. Many. For the gate that is narrow, the way is hard, that leads to life, and those who find it are few. You have to look for it. Meaning that you searched your heart, you confessed your sin, you asked Christ into your heart, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, covered by the blood of Christ, you have intimacy with God, and you're staying on that narrow path. It's understanding like when you look at what happens, whether it's the Grammys or whatever happens in the world, they're on the wide road, they're on the path of Cain. And that's the thing that you're going to see here is you're either on the path of Cain or you're on the path of Abel. That's the two choices. You know, the only thing that saves us is the blood of Christ. We don't talk about the blood of Christ. We won't teach about sin or consequences of, of the sin, the road to hell. Oh, no, no, you can't, you can't tell me that I'm going to hell. I'm not telling you. His word is. And that's the way of Cain. We try to reinvent worship, and, and there's Gnosticism and one of the things that I had somebody share with me is about Bethel. It, that is New Age Gnosticism, and you need to stay away from it. It, it, it. it is. It's sad, but that's the way that it is. It's the way of Cain. And we're, we're, we're understanding like when those churches are going that direction and you have pastors from the pulpit allowing this stuff in, they're, they're leading people to the way of Cain. That's why Calvary Chapel, look, at the end of the day, I think what's happened in Ashbury, Kentucky is awesome. But I, I listened to Pastor David Rosales today, and he said, he goes, we don't know right now if it's revival. Because revival will bear fruit. It'll show revival. It'll actually start bearing fruit. And then there'll be a great awakening that happens throughout that region. And hopefully beyond. We hope that. We pray for that. Because there are a lot of kids that are, are hopeless right now. There was a, a CDC study that came out recently, uh, actually a few days ago, on, and, and what's the, the, probably the most troubling thing that you see is actually it's the, the, the stats have doubled. So the young girls, young teenage girls, one in ten will be sexually assaulted or raped. One in ten. Why? I can tell you. I know why. Pornography. You have access of it at any time you want. On your hand, whenever you want. And anybody who's watching that stuff, it degrades women. And it warps what your thoughts are of what a real relationship is. And you just want what you want. And so you have all these little kids that are growing up in elementary school. It's, it's affecting them now as early as third grade. Because you're handing them phones. Like candy. Here, go entertain yourself. You, you got to at least be tracking what they're watching. But the worst part of it is, is three, I think they said three out of five young teenage girls are struggling with loneliness, anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts. And it went up, it doubled this year. So they thought last year was just 2021 COVID. But COVID's passed. Now we're coming to the reality of we have a generation that's hopeless. The boys' numbers went up too, but not as drastically as the girls. 
See, we have to be very careful that as churches, we don't try to reinvent worship for the way of Cain. That we don't try to reinvent church for the way of Cain. Right? That's not what we're supposed to be doing. And you're not, you can't teach people that there are many roads to heaven. Or this religion fits you best, then that's the one you should go with. We have to understand that it, what we do is based upon the Word of God because what happens is when we go the way of Cain, the devil is the one being worshipped. It's the devil that's loving that. It's the devil that's saying, hey, if you continue on the way of Cain, you're on the road to hell and eternal damnation. And the devil's like, come on. This is exactly where I want you. I don't want you to leave. Then you see the contrast of Abel. In verse 4 it says, Abel also bought, uh, brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat, and the Lord respected Abel in his offering. Here's a, a dumb question that I had for me. As I was reading this, I was like, why didn't Cain just go give the food to his brother and get a lamb? <laughs> right? Hey, can I get a, I need a lamb. Here's some food. Do you think his brother would have said no? But Cain was, he was on that wide road. And we see that he brought a, a lamb and, 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 and Abel does what God has required him to do. Abel knows that he's a sinner and that he's approaching a holy God and he's unholy. And he understands that there has to be the shedding of blood. Abel was obedient to God. Abel simply did what God required of him. For us, the only sacrifice we have for our sin is Jesus Christ. That's the only way. There's no other way. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, it says, Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Well, I don't want Jesus on the cross. I don't want a bloody Jesus. That's the way of Cain. He had to die. He had to shed his blood. There had to be a blood sacrifice. In Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 15, it says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men. I'll come back on. Let's see if we got sound. Leviticus 17, 11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it for you on the altar to make atonement for, the, for your souls. Uh, for it is the blood that makes atonement by life. And then finally in Colossians chapter 1, verse 20, it says, And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of Christ. So Jesus reconciles for sinners to God through his blood. He shed on the cross. And so uh, by us, we, we, we confess our sins. We place our faith in Christ. And, and the statement of that draft, and that's what it's talking about there, the, as it talks about the, you've been reconciled or you, him to reconcile to him all things, is your bank statement has been reconciled. Your debt has been paid. There is nothing else left to pay and that it's been stamped with perfect righteousness. Now, are you perfectly righteous? No, you're not. Uh, I don't know. And, you know, I just got, I, I know some of you think you may be. <laughs> But we're not. We're covered by the blood of Christ. That's what is, creates the perfect righteousness. We're to pursue righteousness, hopefully, right? Um, but, but that's what we do is we trust the fruit uh, and, and the morality of the labor, but you confess your sin and trust in the perfect Lamb of God. Um, 
Let's see where we left off. All right, four. And it says, but, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Yet, the, the unbeliever, right? Cain. Because I, I call him an unbeliever because Cain is no different than Nebuchadnezzar. Right? Nebuchadnezzar wanted to hear, hey, Daniel, can you go talk to your God and tell me what the dream is? That's kind of like Cain. Cain is like, he has God, and he's like, man, I'm going to give this offering, but I don't want to do it the way you want to do it. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And so the, the, the offering, God wasn't happy. And, and, and it was displeasing to God. It was unacceptable. It was actually considered blasphemous and disrespectful. And it's not a small matter. Why? But he did not respect Cain and his offering. Those are harsh words. He didn't respect Cain. He could see right through him. He knew him. He knew his heart. And Cain, instead of Cain humbling himself, he does what? He gets angry. He gets angry. He gets angry. One of the things we have to remember is the worship of God is the, that, that's why you were made. I don't know if nobody's ever told you that. The purpose of you being here is to worship God. That's why, you were, that's why you're born. You're born to worship God and, and, and to live for the glory of God alone and that God should receive the glory. It's not that we just, I mean, I love the fact, yes, we have eternity, we have heaven, but it's like God is saying, look, I'm using you. It's just like I told those kids today. God wants to use you in this school to be the light. You're to reflect Christ. You may be the only representation of Christ that they see. Pray with them. Talk to them. Tell them about Jesus. I've told y'all before, I went to, to my, my high school years, I bounced from three different states. In three different years, going to different, my freshman, junior, my freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year, I was in a different school every time. Charleston, South Carolina, Montgomery, Alabama, Wichita Falls, Texas, and then back to Montgomery. And not one time did anybody share Jesus with me in any of those high schools. Not one time did anybody ever invite me to church. So the thing is, is like, are, are, can we do the same thing in church? We do the same thing sometimes. Are we inviting anybody to church? Are we sharing the gospel with anybody? Are we stopping what we're doing and praying over somebody? Because I told the kids, I was like, if there's somebody who needs prayer, you pray with them right then. I don't care if you're, man, as long as you're not interrupting that teacher, you go for it. We have a purpose here, and that, and that is to, to glorify God, to worship God. And this is Cain's primary sin. He got angry. It's just like somebody who's playing football. They don't want to get off the field. No, you're off. You're not listening to the coach. Get off the field. No, I'm not, I'm not getting off the field. I'm staying on the field. You get angry with the coach. You're not, you're not respecting the authority that was placed before him. This is God. And, 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 and Cain's response, it, it, it's like, why would not Cain fall to his knees and repent? Pride. Pride. Arrogance. I want to worship the way I want to worship. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, it, it, it's so simple. I read this and I go, man, you had a brother who had, just go pick up a lamb. <laughs> Here, man, here's some fresh, fresh fruits and vegetables and stuff. Here, can I get a lamb? That's all they had to do. 
It's exceedingly uh, it's sad because it's anger. The word anger there, he burned him up. He was furious with God. And his response needed to be in, in response to God. And what's upset, what upset God should upset us. When, when God rejoices, we should rejoice. Right? But what upsets God, it should upset us. And we see a lot of that now in our culture. We know, like when, it's, it's tough. I'm not going to lie. The way that we are today in this culture, everything that we do as Christians is going to be, you know, but you have to stand. If it's wrong, it's wrong. You know, if, if you're a Christian and you voted for somebody who's for abortion, it's wrong. Don't vote then. If you don't like the other person, just don't vote. Don't put that person in or write a name down. But we have people doing that stuff. We have pastors supporting the, the, the LGBTQ community. Actually creating ministries for them within their churches and, and baptizing them. And this is happening all throughout Atlanta. It's wrong. It's wrong. At the end of the day, we, we have to, we, when, when something upsets God, it should upset us too. It should upset us too. When, when something's revealed to you in Scripture, do you fall on your knees and say, Lord, forgive me? Or do you just pridefully dig your heels in and get angry? Why do you have to bring that up? It's our response. And the other side of that is, do we rejoice when, when God's rejoicing? When we see something to rejoice about? I'm, man, I am rejoicing. I'm happy. Man, I don't know. From my understanding, I, I've talked to other pastors that actually have that one of the guys actually his when he went to school he knows one of the people there in Ashbury he's one of the theological pastors there that teaches and he goes Mike this, this I'm telling you this was a prayer meeting that just went and they stayed and then people found out they stayed and they were they were on their knees praying for God seeking God and then worship breaks out the word breaks out repentance breaks out and that's been going on it's still going on right now and there is no running around barking like dogs there is no um you know speaking in tongues without an interpreter none of that stuff is happening and you see 1500 people they can cram into that building and they're crammed and they're worshiping god and there's a bunch of people outside doing the same thing and now that's broken out to other campuses. So could this be the spark? We should rejoice in it. We should. We need to be praying for our young, young people. Because revival is going to start with, the, with our youth and our young adults. They're the next generation that God wants to wake up. They can't find any hope in this world right now except for God. They can't find it in TikTok. They can't find it in any of those apps. They can't find it online. They can't find it in pornography. They can't find it. They they can't find it trying to change their sex. They can't find it. I mean, they're 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 trying everything, and they're not happy. They have more access to stuff that we never had access to, and they're not happy. They have more than any other generation had, and they're not happy. They have more information than the other generation has, and they're not happy. They're searching. They're searching. It's like I told those kids. I remember being a teenager watching Madonna. 
on the I was before Christ. Uh, at MTV Music Awards. First time she ever, or yeah, that's the first time. And I remember her being Catholic and the Catholic Church losing their mind because she had did what she did. And then she became Buddhist and then she became Hindu. And then now she's participating in the demonic and she's trying everything and she, she's completely reconstructed her face. She doesn't even look recognizable anymore. And she's not happy. She has plenty of money. She had kids and she's not happy because the only thing that can fill that little hole in her heart is Christ. That's it, that's it. And I think we're gonna do a part two to this. We're gonna stop there and pray because we got the kiddos are gonna have to exit out of there in a little bit. And Ever said that's enough. He's like, that's it, Pastor Mike. We've, we've gone far enough. <laughs> well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light and you'll find it. Uh, we hope that you enjoy today's broadcast. If you'd like to give to this ministry, uh, what I would always suggest is give to this radio station. It's because of this radio station that we have great expository teachers uh, for you, and I would say uh, make that donation to them. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless you. Remember, you can find us at calvarydivine.org. calvarydivine.org. God bless you.